You're listening to a message from Crosspoint Church in Williston, Vermont, with lead pastor Todd West. Find out more about us at crosspointvt.org. If you like what you hear, follow us on social media. Thanks for being here today. Well, again, thanks for joining us for online. Listen, I want to just share with you a message today. We've been talking about the character of Paul. And I want to just talk a little bit about him today. And, and, and the word I want to think about today is the word climber, uh, to climb. When I mean that, I'm not talking about climbing rocks or any of those things. I mean people who are climbing and they're moving forward. They're actively going to be all that Christ wants them to be. And they're not content with the being anywhere else. And so I want to just talk a little bit about that. Uh, this last uh, Sunday um, uh, in the evening, I just cut on preaching for a moment. A preacher named Jensen Franklin was preaching and I didn't even hear his text. I don't even know what he was preaching about. I never went back to listen to the sermon. Maybe I should do that. But he mentioned three words, and it just jumped out at me, and it really began to stir in me uh, the makings of this message for this week. And he said there's quitters, there's campers, and then there's climbers. And he talked about more about the campers, kind of like how the campers love the luxury. And, and, I, and what he was saying is that we got to be careful not to make our churches campgrounds. We're to make them places where people are not content, but they climb and they're constantly being all that Christ called them to be. But it was those three words that radically began to, to spark in my heart. And I began to think about Paul. I began to think about his life. And so with that, I want to share just a little bit about what God has spoke to me again um, I, I know that I'm typically what is called a uh, homiletical, hermeneutical, exegetical preacher, which means I take a passage of Scripture and I deal with that. Today's a little more topical, but I think you'll get the point as to why God maybe has led me um, to this area. And so again, he used these words, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use some Scripture out of Acts, uh, from Acts 14 and 15 and 16, and uh, just share some things about being a climber and continually pressing forward uh, to what Christ has called us to be. Uh, there's obviously always going to be quitters. Uh, no matter what in your church, there's going to be people, snowflakes, call them what you want, but when things get tough, they bail. I mean, they're all excited until things get tough. They bail. They're quitters. They quit. Uh, then you've got the campers, and the campers are those that uh, literally um, love the amenities. They start out, uh, but along the way, they get comfortable. They find a sweet spot. They get the leather couches, the recliners, the satellite TV, the running water, the electricity, and then they stay there, which was God's never intended for us to camp out and stay anywhere. We're constantly to be moving. They look at others even, like climbers, and almost think that they have arrived and climbers haven't, almost like climbers are missing out. Uh, those who are comfortable are like, hey, we're comfortable here. We go to church, we're comfortable, everything's about us, we've got our amenities, we're, we're good. And they look at the climbers who are not content, and they almost don't understand those kind of people. Now, the problem with campers is that they attract other campers. They find friends who are discontent with their campground, and they begin to share the amenities their campground has. And before long, this campground is the new talk of the campers. Other campers come because of the amenities, and they bring their ideas to go with the current ideas to make this the most comfortable, safe, seeker-friendly campground around. They don't have a leader. They have a chaplain, just one to maintain and listen to the complaints of why the campground isn't what it should be and how it could be better, and even how at their last campground how they did things different. Then there are the climbers. So you got the quitters, they're going to quit. 
You got the campers who are always looking for the amenities, and when they find a better campground, they'll go there because it's all about them. It's all about what makes them feel best and makes them feel good. Then you have the climbers. They're not content with comfort. They don't mind pain. They know their goal isn't to sit and satisfy, but to climb. They know there is a more comfortable place. They know that the couches could be theirs, but they choose the cross. They aren't concerned with amenities, and if you talk to them, they won't tell you about the amenities, but about the infinity, if you will, that is to come. They won't paint a daycare of what church is like. So they're, they're basically, in our churches, there's the quitters and there's the campers, and then there are the climbers. Now, isn't it amazing how we teach our kids? And I'm going somewhere with this with Paul, so stay with me. And I want you to listen carefully because some of you might misunderstand me in, the, in my introduction, and I don't want you to do that. But isn't it amazing how we teach our kids, school is tough. So your kids will come and say, school is tough. And we respond as parents, everything's tough. And then your kids will come to you and say, sports are hard. My coach is being tough on me. And we're like, life is hard. And they'll be like, my coach yelled at me. And we'll be like, well, suck it up. Everybody's going to get yelled at. and, And you need to listen to what he's saying. And then if your kids aren't minding, you're like, you need to join the military. I mean, we're always about like just putting the boot in their tail and just constantly, you know, about being tough or being tougher. But then we come to church And the preacher says something, and we leave church, and we're like, I think I want to go to another campground. Why is it that the church is the only place we're creating sissies? I'm not sure of that, but we've got to get a hold of this. Because God didn't call us to be quitters. He didn't call us to be campers and just be comfortable. He called us to be climbers. And when you're a climber for the kingdom of God, there's a price that comes with that. But Jesus paid a price, and if we're going to be followers, Paul said, I want to know the power of his resurrection, and watch this, the fellowship of his suffering, not his amenities, but of his sufferings. Some of you may be sitting there today saying, I can't climb, I'm crippled from past sin. We're not going to go there. That's why I want to look again at Paul, a man who should have never been allowed the privilege to climb for the kingdom, but did so because of God's grace. Now, before I go on, there are people who are at Cross Point, or maybe you're at a church, and you're there not because you're a camper. See, it's going to be easy for somebody to listen to this sermon and be like, oh, he's talking to me. I came from another church, now I'm at Cross Point. And so he thinks I'm a camper. I'm not saying that. Listen to me carefully. I've talked to most of you, right? I don't know who all comes and who doesn't on some Sundays, but I've talked to most of you, and I've talked to some of you who've said to me that you have been in a church where your pastor would get up and never open a Bible. You're not a camper. You're a climber. You needed to get out of that place because you need to go somewhere that's going to feed you. I've heard of people tell me that they've been to church where they've not heard the word sin spoken of in the past six months to a year, never hear about hell. We have others who've gone to church, one lady told me, for years and never heard how to become a follower of Jesus. And so those people who come or whatever church you're going to now, I don't think you're campers looking for contentment and better amenities I think you're literally wanting to be a climber. Now, there are those who come to churches at times, and we can pick them out, and they're just campers. They come from another church, didn't get what they wanted. They want to come here because they hear we've got better amenities or we got different amenities, and they want to bring that junk with them, and we weed them out pretty quick. So don't don't listen today and and get confused and be like, well, is Pastor Todd saying I'm a camper because I come to Cross Point and I used to go to another church? Here's the deal. I used to go to another church, right? God called me from that here. So there are times when God moves us from different places. I'm talking not about necessarily your location today, but I'm speaking about your heart. Now, here's some things I want to point out about climbers, right? We got all that settled. We know that there's quitters, there's, there's campers, and there's climbers. Jensen Franklin said that. I don't know what else he said, but it really got it uh, started in my heart. And so here's some things God spoke to my heart 
about Paul and about being a climber. Climbers get out of the way. It's neat. In chapter 14, verse 11, it says, When the crowd saw that Paul had done uh, what they had done, they shouted in their local dialect, These men are gods in human form. They decided that, that Barnabas was the Greek god Zeus and that Paul was, was the name Hermes since he was the chief speaker. Now, the temple of Zeus was located just outside the town, so the priests of the temple and the crowd brought bulls, wreaths, flowers to the town gates, and they prepared to offer sacrifices to the apostles. But when the apostle Barnabas and Paul heard what was happening, they tore their clothing in dismay, ran out among the people shouting, Friends, why are you doing this? We're merely human beings just like you. We have come to bring you the good news that you should turn from these worthless things and turn to the living God who made heaven and earth to see and everything in him. In the past, he permitted all the nations to go their own ways, but he never let them without, left them without evidence of himself and his goodness. For instance, he sends you rain and good crops and gives you food and joyful hearts. But even with these words, Paul and Barnabas could scarcely restrain the people from sacrificing to them. Listen, here these people are trying to worship Paul and Barnabas. And, and he gave them Greek God names, brought them bulls, wreaths, flowers, not as a pastor appreciation thing, but as a, hey, we think you're God. Listen, as a climber, though, what Paul and Barnabas did is what we got to do. The quickest thing you can do is to get out of the way, knowing that the only thing that separates you from a lost person is Jesus Christ. We're all one step from stupid. One day in the flesh can ruin any of us. So we got to get out of the way. Don't ever start thinking that this climb has something to do with you. And so as we are climbers, and Paul was a climber, Paul had to get out of the way. And when people began to try and blow his head up and Barnabas's head up and began to you know, literally say, oh, you're a god, we're going to offer sacrifices to you. He said, have you lost your flipping mind? No, you're not going to offer sacrifices to me because I'm a sinner just like you. I'm just out here trying to share the message of Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 12, verse 20, it says, now Herod was very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, so they sent a delegation to make peace with him because their cities were dependent upon Herod's country for food. And, and the, the delegates won the support of Blastus, Herod's personal assistance, and an appointment with Herod was granted. Listen to this. And when the day arrived, Herod put on his royal robes. Listen sat on his throne and made a speech to them. The people gave him a great ovation, just like what they were trying to do with, with Paul and Barnabas, shouting, it's the voice of a God, not of man. Listen what happened. Instantly, an angel of the Lord struck Herod with a sickness because he accepted the people's worship instead of giving glory to God. And so he was consumed with worms and died. Meanwhile, the word of God continued to spread, and there were many believers. This man took the praise of people and an angel of the Lord struck him, and worms ate him up from the inside out, ate him up. And so, man, listen, my point is this, is we got to get out of the way. As we're climbers for Christ, and as we're making our uh, ascent, if you will, to the high calling of what Christ has called us to, and we're making our way towards our, our heavenward home, if you will, we, we got to remember that in the midst of all of those things that we got to get out of the way. We cannot ever think that this is about us, all right? I don't know who I'm preaching to, preaching to myself for sure, but it can't be about us. We got to get out of the way. I mean, again, Herod was eaten by worms. It reminds me of a funny story, though. Uh, down in the South years ago, they would even take Sundays and preach uh, once a year on, on, uh, just on the dangers of alcohol. And uh, one Sunday, it was that Sunday, and so the Sunday school teacher and the little kid, kids' church there took uh, a glass of, of uh, moonshine, clear moonshine, um, white lightning, and a glass of water, both in mason jars, and took some worms, dropped them in the water. And when he dropped them in the water, the, the worms kept swimming. And then they, the, the, the teacher took them and dropped them in the, the liquor, the, the white lightning, the, the moonshine, and they died. And the teacher said, now what do you think that God's trying to tell us here? 
And the little boy spoke up and said, I think God's trying to tell us if we ever get a bad case of the worms, we need to drink a little alcohol. <laughs> That's good. You know it is. You're laughing right there. Anyway, even alcohol couldn't fix Herod and his worms. Point is this, guys. Listen carefully. Climbers don't ever get in the way. Paul said, don't you ever elevate me or think that somehow this is about me. This is about Jesus, and we're just trying to make him known, and that's what we're doing. So as a climber, we got to make sure we stay out of the way. Also, climbers can't hold on to hurt. Listen carefully. In chapter 14, verse 19, it said, Then some Jews arrived from Antioch, and I call him. And I'm piecing different pieces of stories together, and I told you I would do that, but stay with me. Then some Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowds to their side. They stoned Paul. These same people who were just bragging about him now stone him, and they dragged him out of the town thinking he was dead. But as the believers gathered around him, he got up and went back into town. The next day he left with Barnabas for Derby. Listen, listen carefully to this. Campers do not expect to get hurt. Climbers know it's going to happen. Campers don't expect to get hurt. Climbers know it's going to happen, and when you get hurt, whether that's by another Christian or by somebody, you've got to get past it or you're not going to be the climber that God has called you to be. Campers love the barbecue while climbers know they're going to bleed. Listen, if you set in your heart to be a climber, you're going to bleed. Jesus bled and you will too, and if not externally, internally. I've been hurt so many times through the 24 years of ministry by people who call themselves Christians. Sometimes they're the most meanest, manipulative, vindictive people that I've ever met. And they sit on a church seat every Sunday. Some of them are, are holding positions in a church. But listen, they've hurt me, they've done this, but here's what you got to do. you got to get past that. If you're going to be a climber, man, you can't hold on to this. Paul basically is stoned. I'm not talking about in Vermont. You get what I'm saying? I'm talking about literally with rocks. He was stoned. They beat him, and they thought he was dead, drug him out of the city, and said, Paul is a has-been. We just took care of him, but God brought him back up. But what did he do? He didn't run to the campers and say, oh, have pity on me and feel sorry for me. He got up and kept preaching. And so when you're a climber, you're going to bleed. Jesus bled. But you got to understand something. God did not save us to sit around a campfire and sing Kumbaya. He saved us to press forward and be what he's called us to be. We're to be climbers. Hurt people can be spotted a mile away. If you're going to climb, you, you cannot be somebody who has not gotten over a hurt. Now listen, Paul, John, Mark, they had a falling out. Paul and Barnabas had disagreements. Some of them had big ones. They even had to split for a time. Listen, I say this jokingly. I used to tell people in Georgia because I knew at some point we, there were going to come a time where we would, would, would run into a disagreement or whatever. And so sometimes I would just joke with them, and it was a joke. Many of you are watching from back there, and you remember me saying this. But I would say, hey, it's easier for you to move your membership than it is for me to move my family. And so meaning, hey, there comes a time where sometimes you... You have to part ways. Things just aren't working out, whatever that might be, because we're sinful people. But watch this. You can never hold on to hurt. You can never hold on to hurt and be right with God. You know, the Bible says faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. In 1 Corinthians 13, and in that verse 5, it says that love, true love, keeps no record of being wronged. And so listen, here's the deal. We got to get out of the way. We can't get in the way. They tried to worship Paul and Barnabas, and he said, you can't do this, man. I'm no different than you other than I've accepted Christ, and that's what I want from you. And then secondly, you can't hold on to the hurt. Paul had been stoned. They tried to kill him, and yet he got up and kept preaching the message of the hope of Jesus Christ. And you got to let go of some of that hurt. Some of you out there got some hurt in your heart, and you got to let that junk go. I'm telling you, man, you cannot. Listen, 
it's not hurting the other person. It's hurting you. You've been in a prison forever because of this mess. Let that junk go. Listen, man, there's no place in a church that's filled with climbers for people who are hurt, who's always trying to sow discord and disunity. Because you know what? When you're hurt, it oozes out of you. You can try to start a conversation, but it always goes back to that hurt. And you've got to get past that. You've got to get past that if you're going to be a climber. Now, and the, the, another thing I want to point out about uh, a climber is they know when to rest. They know when to rest. In chapter 16, verse 6, and stay with me, we're bringing this thing in. Next, next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them. Listen carefully. The Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. And then coming to the borders of Mysia, uh, they headed north for the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus, for those who say that the Holy Spirit and Jesus are not one, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So instead, they went on through Mysia to the seaport of Troas. Listen, here's what I'm trying to say. You say, it doesn't sound like rest to me, Pastor. Well, these men didn't become, here's my point, these men did not become so busy that they lost their direction. They had to stop along this journey. See, and that's where campers will stop and stay. But we know we have to rest along the way and take care of our spiritual bodies and take care of our spiritual health. But then we've got to move on. We're never destined to stay there forever like these campers do. We've got to move forward and we've got to move on. And so as we look at this, we understand that these men did not get so busy they lost their direction. So they made sure that they took care of themselves spiritually so that when the Spirit of God would speak to them, they knew what he was saying. Listen, here's the deal. If I told you the Spirit of Jesus doesn't want us going there to preach, you would say, Pastor, how could you? How could you ever have the audacity to say that we should never go anywhere and preach the gospel? Well, listen, we, we, here's the thing you got to get about this. God is in the business of drawing people and saving people, not us. Like, I personally can't go to every person in the world and share the gospel. I can only go where God calls me. And so, therefore, if God tells me he needs me, and that's what we call the Macedonian call, that if he needs me to go over here because there's a Lydia and there was that needed to get saved, then that's where I need to go. But if I'm not listening to the Spirit of God, I'm not taking care of myself spiritually, I'm not resting in Him, listening to Him, then I'm going to sometimes do things that maybe I just, you know, think's best, and I'm going to miss it. And so we got to be careful that we take care when we're climbers. That doesn't mean that we're just wide open all the time. We burn ourselves out. You've got to find balance. You've got, it's biblical to rest. Let me say it this way. It's non-biblical not to rest. You have got to rest in the Lord. You've got to spend time with Him. Listen, I wrote this in my notes. When was the last time you had a pajama day, if you will, with Jesus? I talk to people sometimes, and they're like, man, I had such a lazy day. I just laid around, and I just didn't even get out of my pajamas. Well, you know what? You need to have those days with Jesus where you just hang out with Christ for the day. Spend time with him. Hang out with him. You've got to replenish your soul if you're going to be a climber and you're going to stay healthy. Because if you don't, what's going to happen is you're going to grow weary and you're going to justify where you're where you're at. And at that moment, you're going to build a campground around your circumstances. And that's what we do not want to happen. So we got to stay rested up. Lastly, let me say this. We, we understand that we got to get out of the way. We can't hold on to hurt. we got to know when to rest. But fourthly, we gotta, we got to know this, that we're not afraid of getting hurt. When you're a climber, you're not afraid of getting hurt. Climbers are rare in that they realize they are in the hands of a holy God and that nothing can take them out till God's finished with them. So there's a freedom, not stupidity, but a freedom that comes and a peace. In Acts 16, Paul and Silas find themselves in the inner prison for just doing the work of God. 
beaten to a pulp, bleeding, bruised, thirsty, hungry, a pain like none other. The campers would say, oh my, this isn't the will of God for you. Whatever could we do for you, the campers might say to these climbers. To which Paul would say, I want you to come join us. Because at midnight, while the campers were singing Kumbaya and planning their next meeting to discuss more amenities, Paul and Silas were beginning to pray. Lord, thankful for the bleeding, thankful for the bruising, thankful they could be numbered with those who had gone before them. Climbers. So they started singing. And they didn't care it was too loud. They didn't care if it echoed. They didn't care if others were trying to sleep. They had crossed that line in their hearts that they were in the hands of a holy God. And they kept worshiping. And while the campers' embers were growing weak, the fire of God was moving in that prison because God sent an earthquake and the jailhouse rocked and the glory rolled. And the chains that had held them shackled fell off. The doors swung open. But watch this. They didn't run. Why? Because climbers are not affected by their location. They have no need to run. See, the lead, lead jailer needed Jesus. His family needed Jesus. And later on, they would share Jesus with him. And he would get saved. And he would turn around and watch the wounds of, of Paul and Silas. They were having church. I'm telling you, when you get out of that campground and start climbing, you'll realize the greatest freedom isn't in your amenities. It ain't about what the church can do for you. It ain't about the running crazy and losing direction. It comes with no fear. There's a peace that passes all understanding. And church, God is calling us out today not to be quitters, not to be campers, but to be climbers. Are you climbing today? Listen, don't quit, don't camp, climb. Don't quit, don't camp, climb. You got to rest. We get that. I've already said that. You got to take care of your spiritual self. I've said that. You can't get in the way and let this go to your head. We got to be careful. All these things, don't quit, don't camp, but keep climbing. Listen, here's the thing I'll say in, in closing. Don't strut around like a chicken when you can soar like an eagle. Some of you are settling for living a chicken life. When God's called you to be an eagle, to soar, and to make a huge difference. Man, God can do so much church in us and through us, but we got to be climbers. we got to be willing to go. Again, thanks Jensen Franklin for three words. I don't know what you preached on. I don't know what your sermon's about, any of those things. You said it, and then I had to cut the TV off, and those three words stuck in my heart this week. And then God began to speak to me about the subject of quitters and campers and climbers. Be a climber, church, right? Soar like an eagle, man. Uh, the sky's the limit, if you will, on what God can do through us. Don't become a camper. Don't, listen, let me say this too. Cross Point is not a campground. We're not creating more amenities for you to come and draw other campers. We're looking for climbers, people who want to go deeper, people who know it's going to hurt, people who know it's going to cost us, people who know that we're not going to have the barbecue, if you will, but we're going to bleed. And I pray you understand the metaphors I'm speaking of in that greater than anything today is this you need to give your life to Christ if you've never done so Jesus loved you died for you and rose for you and I want to tell you man it, being a Christian is not easy we sometimes want to paint these campground mentalities these amenities come to Jesus and everything no come to Jesus sometimes and all hell breaks loose but the reality is this there's an eternity out there if you die without Jesus you'll spend an eternity separated from him in a place called hell but God loved you enough that he came and died for you and rose for you that if you put your faith and trust in him, your sins could be forgiven and you could have a new life in Christ. Right there, God wants to give you that new life. Text yes to Jesus to 484848. And church family, know this, I love you. I believe Cross Point's filled with some climbers. We'll sort out the, the campers. 
but this church is filled with climbers, man. And we're going to climb and be what Christ has called us to be. So don't quit, don't camp. Keep climbing. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Cross Point Church in Williston, Vermont. If you gave your life to Jesus today, I want to encourage you to text YES to Jesus to 484848. If you want to learn more about Cross Point, get connected or find ways to give, visit crosspointvt.org. Have a blessed day.